ScaleRamp Nation, you asked for it and it is here. So many of you are taking the Certified Water Technologist examination and you're wanting to get better information on how to better answer the mock exam. Now this is the exam that you get when you sign up for the CWT exam. Well, I have heard your request and I've done exactly that. I have recorded a class that has exactly what you've been asking for. It is me answering each one of the questions and letting you know why I chose certain answers. And of course, everybody wants me to do math and I do all the math on the mock exam. So you can see how to get the right answer. And I hope this is something that will help build your confidence so you can get your certification. You can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash CWT prep. Once again, that's scalinguph2o.com forward slash CWT prep. Get out there and get your certification today. Welcome to the Scaling Up H2O podcast, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. I'm Trace Blackmore. I host the Scaling Up H2O podcast, and I want to welcome you to today's show. And I think you're going to enjoy this show. I think this show is going to bring some light on some things that cause a lot of us some heightened anxiety. This is a pinks and blues episode, and what that means is that is when I go to the Scaling Up H2O mailbag, and I see what you, the Scaling Up Nation members, are asking about. What are the things that you want me to talk about? And then I answer those questions right here on the podcast, and I love those shows because it's interactive. You're telling me exactly what you want to hear. And I know I'm bringing you the information that you are waiting to devour as you are driving from account to account. So I love that relationship. If you have not done what we just described, well, shame on you. How am I supposed to do this show if you're not out there doing your part? I need to know what you want to hear on this show. And you're probably saying, Trace, how in the world am I going to get that information to you? And that's a great question. And it is such an easy solve. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to scalinguph2o.com. And we have not one, but two easy ways that you can get that valuable information to me. You can navigate over to our show ideas page and you can let us know right there. The other thing you can do, and this is my favorite on the right-hand side of the webpage, you will see a button that says Leave Voicemail. And on your favorite device with a microphone, you can ask your question right into your device, and it will send that directly to me. We'll even play your voice on the air asking your question. I can't wait to hear that from you. And you're probably wondering, what are some things that are going on? 
Well, the thing I'm most excited about is we've got another hang coming up April 14th. Folks, if you have not experienced a hang, I got to tell you, it's one of my favorite things to do. A hang is where we get together as professional water treaters and people that serve the water treatment industry, and we just hang out for one hour. We do one every single quarter, and we started doing that back during all the stay-at-home orders during the pandemic and making sure that we were networking, making sure that we were connecting with each other. And it has just been so wildly successful, and I enjoy doing it so much. We continue to do that, and we do one every quarter. The next one is April 14th. So what you need to do is go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash hang. You can register for that Zoom meeting. And I know what you're saying, Trace, another Zoom call. I am Zoomed out, but this one's fun. This one, we get together in a big Zoom room and just like normal. And then I put you in breakout rooms. And now you've got a really small group that you can introduce yourself to and you can learn more about the other people. And I promise if you show up and you introduce yourself and you participate, you will find people that will help you with a future problem. You will find people that are going to become your new friends. Why wouldn't you attend this? Folks, it's so much fun, and we always play some sort of game at the end of it. A lot of people tell me that is their favorite part of the entire hang. Of course, always valuable prizes with those games. Not really. It's just a lot of fun. So, folks, I hope to see you on April 14th. But here's some other events that you probably want to mark on your calendar. March 27th through March 30th, the American Water Works Association is having their Sustainability Water Management Conference in Denver, Colorado. This conference is made to bring together all the water sector organizations and professionals to discuss all aspects around water management. To learn more about the Sustainable Water Management Conference, you can go to our show notes page at scalinguph2o.com, and it will be right here on this show. By the way, this is episode 243. Wow, how did that happen? Next week, we will be celebrating World Water Day on March 22nd. The theme is groundwater making the invisible visible. Now, next week, I am going to help you celebrate World Water Day on March 22nd with an episode, a special episode with a special guest. And if you remember, on episode 236, Reed Hutchinson introduced us to an organization called Team World Vision. He also told us that the average person that does not have access to clean drinking water has to walk six kilometers in order to go get and bring back that water. We also learned that a lot of times the water sources where they're walking to aren't that great. So what do we do about it? Well, I'm going to ask you to listen to next week's episode 
And we're going to talk about something fun we can all do as a scaling up nation. We can support each other and we can support our most valuable commodity on this planet and making sure that more people have access to it. Heck, if we all bond together, maybe we can make sure everybody has access to clean drinking water. Wouldn't that be amazing? So Nation, tune in next week and I will bring you more information on that. So before we get to our topic, let's hear from James McDonald with a new installment with Thinking on Water with James. Welcome to Thinking on Water with James, the segment where we don't give you the answers, we give you the topics and questions for you to think about, drop by drop. Now let's get to it. In this week's episode, we're thinking about the dangers of our job and how we can be safer. Industrial water treatment has inherent dangers that must be acknowledged and managed. From hot pressurized boilers, acids, and caustics, to confined spaces, energized equipment, and environmental exposure. Do you think about your safety every day? You are the first line of defense in your own safety, after all. What resources do you have to not only learn about any dangers, but also how to manage them? Take this week to think about your safety and the impact not just upon you, but upon those around you as well. Be sure to follow hashtag TOW22 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O to share your thoughts on each week's Thinking on Water. I'm James McDonald, and I look forward to learning more from you. Safety is so important. A lot of times people think they don't have time to do something that will make them safe. Well, folks, imagine if you had an accident. We don't have time for that if we didn't have time to do something that would have prevented the accident. So just keep that in mind. Nation, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I love doing Pinks and Blues episodes because these are questions that I am answering that are coming straight from you. Now, this isn't a question from one person. It's not a question from two people. It's not a question from three people. Dozens of people have asked me this question. Some of them did voicemails, and I didn't want to single just one person out because so many people asked the question. So I'm just going to tell you what the question was, and it was around price increases. People in our industry are so concerned about all of the increases that we are getting and how do we pass that along to our customers? And what are all the consequences that can happen when we pass that along to the customer? Well, we all know the one that we're scared of. We're scared about losing the business. So I thought today we could talk all things around price increases and, and why now more than ever we're seeing those price increases from just about everything that we are buying. And what happens if we don't increase pricing? And what does that mean for us? What does that mean for our company? What does it mean for our customer? So when we're talking about price increasing, we're not talking about price fixing. So that is definitely not what we're talking about. We're just talking about responding to the market and responding to all of the things that happen. Of course, we're seeing a lot of things happen right now with the climate that we're in. But folks, a lot of these happen 
all throughout the year and every year. And some of us don't give consideration to that. Maybe some of us are still doing our pricing based on 1980s pricing. Geez, I hope that's not the case. And maybe there are some people out there that have never given a customer a price increase because we know that there's always a company out there that can do it cheaper. And what if we lose the business? Well, that might not be the worst thing, depending on how you're looking at the full picture. So if we talk about pricing, and again, this is not doing anything with price fixing. This is doing everything with simple economics. As you in the Scaling Up Nation know, I have the honor, the privilege of working with several water treatment companies. And some of the things that I do with them is I help them run their leadership meetings. I help them put together a strategy and map out the function of their company and making sure that all the different departments are working well together and things are getting measured and everybody is on the same page. I also do water treatment consulting. That allows me to do some product formulation with people, or maybe we're doing some account review, or maybe it's some water treatment training. Maybe they're studying for their certified water technologist, and we're talking about some things that they need to make sure that they know if they're going to sit for that very valuable designations exam. I also look at asset control, and that includes inventory, and like what we are talking about today, how to price that inventory, how to price your services. So what are all the things around how you actually come to a price? And think about actually obtaining something getting it in your facility and everything that has to happen to that for that to go on site to the customer. But we're in water treatment. It doesn't stop there. We now have to bring a bunch of services along with that, even though we've already delivered that product. So there is a whole bunch of items that have to happen that at the end of the day, we need to get paid for so we can continue doing those things. Now, I was joking earlier when I said there were water traders out there that had 1980s pricing, but I do know that I have seen several companies that really have not changed their pricing from the same pricing they have had from the early 2000s. Folks, let's look at all of the things that have happened since that time. So labor raises. I hope you have gotten a raise since that time. Well, somebody has to be paying for that. Where is that funding coming from? Of course, we probably grew our company. So we had to hire new people. We had to bring on more stuff to support those people. We had to do all of the things in the office to make sure we could support that. All the things around making sure our workforce can work. We had to train those people. 
course, all the transportation costs. Maybe that's you getting to and from your accounts. Maybe that is getting the products to and from where they need to go. Maybe it's a combination of all of those things. We've probably had rent increases since then. Insurance has gotten more expensive. We might have been required to have even higher insurance since that time. Our utilities have increased. And then many of our customers are requiring us to pay for services just to allow us to do business with them. A lot of the software that we use have had price increases, and most of the software no longer allows us to buy it once and then decide when we are going to upgrade it. We now have to go to a subscription service just to have that software. Of course, gas prices are a lot higher than they were. The raw material pricing themselves. So being able to buy our products, that has gotten a lot more expensive. Of course, we're going to be talking about that today. The containers that we have to put those products in have gone up tremendously. And folks, I can go on and on and on. There are so many things that we need to purchase in order for us to do what we do. And each and every year, it gets more expensive to purchase those things. So with that being said, we need to look at making sure we're doing regular price increasing just to keep up with all of these increased prices. If the company is not making a profit, we are not in a healthy company. All of that being said, strong companies are constantly evaluating how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, and is that acceptable for what the company needs to make to be able to support all the things the company needs to support. When prices go up, a healthy company needs to increase their pricing. Now, I know for a fact somebody is screaming into their car speaker right now, listening to this podcast, saying that, Trace, my customer will not accept any price increases, and if I even hint that I'm going to give them a price increase, I'm going to lose the business. So we're going to talk about that objection right there. And that whole list that I just listed, we all know your customer is experiencing all of those things too. So they understand everything that is going on because they are living all of those things. But let's just say that isn't enough. A nation, we are in a supply chain breakdown right now. And it is a perfect storm. There are things coming together that are making our wares more expensive than they have ever been. Those things are, we have a raw material shortage. Shipping costs are at an all-time high, 
And it's taking longer than ever for those shipments to get to their destination. Put all three things together and it's that perfect storm that we are seeing right now. Let's talk about the supply chain material shortage issue. If you go to a grocery store, you will see empty shelves. Just the other week, my wife and I went to Walmart and we were in the freezer section and two thirds of the entire freezer section was empty. It was very apocalyptic, very scary. We're also noticing that the things we buy every day are getting more expensive. Water treatment is just like your local grocery store. We're all seeing that. Less product available to sell from our supplier means that we either can't get it or the cost for those products are going up. And some of those products are really going up in price. We get a good amount of our raw material imported from China. And right now, China has reduced the amount of manufacturing they've done with many of the raw materials. Specifically, I'm talking about phosphate production. Now, I've heard after the Winter Olympics, they have started increasing some of the production, but I don't think it's back to where it once was. Most of our products do contain phosphates in some form or another, so there is no doubt that you have already felt this pain. Just the other day, I received a letter from one of our vendors that stated almost a 13% price increase for some of the raw materials that we buy that go into almost every single one of our water treatment products. 13%. Now you hearing that and me reading that, at first you might think that is crazy. That is just unreasonable. If the material is not available, obviously the price is going to go up. But that's not all that's going up. Shipping costs are going up. If we were to analyze shipping costs not too long ago, A shipping container that was shipped to the U.S. from China cost roughly around $3,000 to ship. And a cargo container holds roughly around 40,000 pounds of goods. And let's say that container is carrying all of our water treatment raw materials. Well, that container today, if we were to ship it, is going to cost around $30,000 to ship. That's $27,000 more to ship the same container. Now, if you were to divide 40 pounds into $27,000, which is the difference, we would find that just on shipping alone, that raw material would increase 68 cents per pound. 68 cents per pound just for shipping. We're going through some incredible things right now. Now add to that container, it's taking that container way longer to get to its destination. 
It's taking longer for it to get loaded on the ship to bring it over here. And then that ship is sitting out in the harbor longer, waiting to dock to offload that cargo. And then once that cargo is offloaded, it's sitting in the shipyard longer before it's getting trucked to its destination where it gets put out on the shelves where you and I can buy it or in our loading dock where you and I can blend it. On average, it used to take about three days for something to arrive in the United States at one of the ports and get on the shelves on one of our stores so we can buy it. And I just read an article that said it's taking almost a month to do that now. That is just amazing. And we have never seen anything like that. So all of the costs that are involved with getting that product to where it needs to be, it is costing so much more than it ever has. And somebody has to pay for that. Now, if you've bought anything in the grocery store lately, you know that you are paying for that. And if you bought any raw materials to blend water treatment products lately, you know you're paying for that too. But how long can you pay for that and sustain a healthy company? Now, let's renew our previous objection for those of you out there that were screaming into your speaker. By the way, I didn't hear that. I just know that that's probably what some people did. And you said, I cannot increase my prices because I will lose the business. Well, of course, to talk about that, I've got to bring out my favorite book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. Of course. I've gone like, what, two episodes without talking about that book? Again, my favorite book, a quick summary, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People are Habit 1, Be Proactive, Habit 2, Begin with the End in Mind, Habit 3, Put First Things First, Habit 4, Think Win-Win, Habit 5, Seek First to Understand Before You're Understood, Habit six, synergize, and habit seven, sharpen the saw. The first three habits are what we do for ourselves. The next three habits are what we do when we encounter and work with other people. And then habit seven kind of circles all those habits together and makes sure that we can continue doing those habits. So in order to talk about that objection, we have to talk about habit four, which is think win-win. I have to have the mindset that I need to have a win in order for whatever I'm selling to be healthy for the company, for me, for all the stakeholders involved. And whoever is buying that, the customer, they need to have a win too. So they're getting all the things that they need. And if both people feel that they have won, that is a sustainable long-term relationship. And I hope everybody understands that anything that is not a win on both sides, if I lose, eventually I'm not going to be able to perform something. If the customer loses, eventually they're going to get fed up with that and then they're not going to allow you to do the business. 
So there is no other relationship out there that will work long-term successfully without both sides winning. In the case of price increases, if you pay too much and charge too little, your company will not be able to sustain paying for all of the things it needs to pay for to stay in business. And that includes paying you. If that happens, you go away, maybe the company goes away, and ultimately, not only does the company lose, but the customer is going to lose as well. I know that's a worst case scenario, but I think you can see my point. We have to make profit in order to stay in business. In order to do all the things that we need to do to make that customer get a win for them, we have to make profit. That's not a dirty word. That is something that is essential in order for a company to stay a viable company. Now, you can work for the most altruistic company on the planet, but guess what? No margin, no mission. We have to make sure that we get a win so we can help our customers win too. Our valuable services allow our customers to operate their equipment longer and for less operational costs. When we do everything that we're supposed to do and we do it right, our customers pay less overall if they look at their overall operational budget. And if we were to divide that overall operational budget into a pie chart, we would see that the smallest sliver of that pie was what they were paying for water treatment. But here's the neat thing. That smallest sliver of pie affects the rest of that pie. And if it's done correctly, it can minimize cost. If it's not done correctly, repair costs go up, maintenance costs go up, operational costs go up, replacement costs go up, and the list goes on. Folks, we are providing one of the most valuable services our customers have in their entire facility. And a lot of times we don't talk about the value that we bring to the party and all the things that we affect because of what our products do, because of what our service does. And if you are not speaking regularly with your customer, having conversations, letting them know what you are doing and why you are doing it and what the effect of all of those things being done is bringing to that customer, I can see why you would be a little nervous having a price increase conversation with the customer. But the price increase is not the issue here. It's just going to amplify the fact that you have an issue with the relationship. Now, for all of those people that I heard earlier on the podcast that were screaming back to me, saying that they were going to lose the customer if they told the customer to expect a price increase, I hope you're looking at things a little bit differently now. And you know what? If you explain everything that we just talked about with your customer and you have a good relationship with your customer, 
your customer will understand. As we said before, all the things that we're paying for that are costing more money, your customer understands that too because they're going through the exact same thing. Once they understand all the reasons around why there is a price increase and they take in consideration how much you provide them with your top-notch service and all the things that come along with that, I truly think that that's not going to be as hard of a conversation as you think. Now, let's visit some of the issues. If you haven't provided good service, or maybe you don't know the people's names that work at that facility, well, folks, you've got a problem there. But it's not the price increase. As I just said, it's because you really haven't kept that relationship up. Or maybe you haven't been doing all the things that you should have been doing, and maybe you should lose the business. Now, I don't want anybody to lose business, but if you are not earning it each and every time you show up on site, I know of so many incredible water treaters out there. Most of the people that listen to the Scaling Up H2O podcast, I am describing you. You do your job extremely well. You bring value to your customers and they love and appreciate you for it. If you are not one of those people, folks, you probably shouldn't be in this business. I mean, there are lots of jobs out there and there is no shame with you saying, I just don't enjoy it and that's why I'm not doing a good job. Maybe I should find something that I enjoy. Or maybe for some reason you are not challenging yourself. If this sounds like you, I don't want you to be embarrassed. I want you to know thyself. And I want you to have a conversation with, is this something I can fix? Do I know somebody that can help me fix it? And let's put those things together and let's make sure that it does get fixed. Now, if you say, I just don't want to be here, do us all a favor, but especially do yourself a favor. Life is way too short. If you don't love being a water treater, I love being a water treater. I love telling people my story about how much I love being a water treater. And if that's not you, find something that you will love and go do that. I promise you will thank yourself for that. So with all that, I hope you see that maybe the conversation is hard, not because of the price increase, but some of the other things around the price increase. And if you've truly been working within a win-win with your customer, you can explain everything that we talked about today. And folks, the right customer will understand. Now, a right customer is someone that takes your counsel, that asks for your counsel. They let you know if there's a new device that's going in. Maybe they even ask for your opinion about that device. When you say they need to do something, they take care of it. They value you as much as you value them. They appreciate you because they see your value. And this is somebody that you have a good relationship with. It's one that cares about your well-being just like you care about their well-being. A wrong customer might say, I'm not paying anymore. You need to keep the same price. 
And then you have to figure out, do I want to keep this customer? Now, maybe this is a customer you do want to keep. Maybe it is a right customer and they are just having budget issues. Maybe they can't afford what you're offering. You now need to decide if you can still do the same type of service that you are doing for a dramatically lower cost, because again, we are seeing increases in everything we are buying and everything that we are doing more than we have ever had, at least in any amount of time than I have been in the business. If we can do that, I don't think we can do it for long. I really don't think that's healthy. I don't think that you can do it. So I want you to consider that. You're not doing that customer a favor if you're turning that into a lose to you trying to have the customer win because eventually that lose is going to translate over to them. Something's going to fail or at the very least, you are going to resent going to that customer because maybe you're doing it for free now. You've taken your commission out and now your family's suffering for that. So it has to be a win for everybody. Maybe something you can do is you can look at the whole menu of services that you are offering and maybe you can take something out. Now, I know it's hard to take something out when we're doing something, but if they can't afford it, we need to look and see how valuable it truly is based on their ability to pay for it and come up with some sort of an arrangement there. And maybe you can make that work. Maybe you'll decide we have to do everything the way we're doing it in order for this program to work. And folks, if that's the case, don't be scared to have that conversation. The more information your customer knows, the better decisions that they can make. They will come to better conclusions with the more information that you give them, and they probably are going to have to talk with somebody else. Folks, just like you explaining all of this stuff to that customer, offer to go with that customer and whoever their upline is, have that conversation with them too. You'll have your contact there that you're working with on a regular basis. They'll be able to talk about how we cannot lose this person's services. They're experiencing increases just like everybody else, and we have to have them here. How do we make that work? That's a right customer. And if you're doing all that, that means you are a right vendor for them. Now, when you have a conversation around price increases, you have to do it in a way that suits the relationship. And you know your relationships with your customers better than anybody else. So maybe an email is fine. If you have a really, really strong relationship and to borrow from the seven habits of highly effective people, if you have a really high emotional bank account, I love that metaphor. What that means is if you do so many things to help that person, every time you do something is kind of like putting a deposit into a bank account. So you have this high balance of trust within this person's account. So if you do something that's maybe a mess up, you can do a couple of those and it's not going to hurt the relationship. But if you haven't done all the things to make those deposits of trust in that person's emotional bank account, it's very easy to withdraw more than the balance 
and go into an overdraft situation. And when that happens, normally that's when people aren't happy and they do things that won't make you happy. So maybe you can just evaluate what the emotional bank account is. And if it's super, super, super high, maybe an email is fine. This is probably the least of my recommendations is to just send a blanket email out. I think it's very impersonal. It doesn't take advantage of all the things that you have done with the customer, but you know the customer better than I do. Maybe this is a well-written letter explaining what's going on, and that's placed with a previous invoice before price increases take effect. Maybe this is a phone call. Maybe it's a video conference. Or maybe this is face-to-face. We still do those, right? You know your customer. You know the best way to deliver this information. And now, after this conversation that you and I have had on this podcast, I hope you know all the things that you can tell your customer that you are experiencing so you can have a better conversation, giving them better information to make better decisions. A price increase to respond to everything that we talked about today is just simple economics. So look at this as a simple conversation, but a well-prepared conversation that allows us to have a win on both sides. Now, we've done a few shows around this topic before. Episode 221, when we did in fourth quarter of last year, If you want to learn more about some of the specifics around supply chain issues, check out episode 221. And we had several experts come on the show and explain exactly what we were seeing in the supply chain. And then on episode 223, we invited Mike Standish of Radical Polymers on, and he spoke about possibly reformulating some of our products if we were not able to get some of our raw materials, or maybe some of our raw materials have gotten so expensive, we can't afford to buy them anymore, or our customer can't afford to buy them anymore. So that's episode 223. If you want to get some more information and go a little bit deeper into this topic, I love being able to refer you to previous shows for more information. It's my hope with almost 250 episodes in the Scaling Up H2O archives that you can find more information on just about any topic that you want to learn more on. I'm sure there's probably a topic out there that I haven't covered yet. I know there's dozens, probably hundreds, thousands of topics out there that I haven't covered yet. But I want you to tell me about it. Now, I started at the top of the show saying we would have not had this show had so many people not written in or sent me voicemails asking me to talk around this issue to make it easier for people to understand what was going on and then what they should do about it and how they should have those conversations. This wouldn't have happened if those people didn't do that. And the show that you are thinking about that you want me to put on that I don't know about, that's never going to happen either if you don't go to scalinguph2o.com and either leave me a voicemail or go to the show ideas page. So folks, please help me out with that and let me know what you want my next pinks and blues to be. Nation, I know these are hard times. 
But if you look over our industry, our industry has been here for a very long time and our industry really is needed. People need industrial water treatment or our modern society just grinds to a halt. So I don't think we have to worry about ever our industry going away. But right now, just like everybody else, we are suffering with these supply chain issues. We're suffering with pricing that's been higher than it has ever been throughout history. With all this information, hopefully you're understanding it better. Your customers are understanding it better. And with all of that, I wish you luck with those conversations. I think you should be having conversations with people that you manage to make sure that they understand everything that your company is doing right now and what you expect for your people to be doing. And for those of you that are managed by somebody else and you haven't had a conversation like that, I want you to initiate that conversation with your supervisor so you can get some more information and get some guidance from them because we shouldn't be on our own through this. And if you have a valuable friend or multiple friends like I do that is in the water treatment industry, talk to them. See what they're experiencing and how they're doing some of these items. By talking with each other, we can support each other. We can make each other better. And that's what I hope to do with each and every episode of Scaling Up H2O. And folks, I'll have a brand new one for you next Friday. Have a great week, folks. Scaling Up Nation, if you keep doing the same things, you're going to get the same results. And that's why joining a mastermind like the Rising Tide Mastermind is a game changer in allowing you to achieve different and better results. You have an entire team that combines to help you get to where you want to go. The Rising Tide Mastermind is the catalyst to your next level of success. To find out more about the Rising Tide Mastermind, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.